Oh, amazing God, surprising God, inviting God. We are struck today by how you are amazing us and surprising us and inviting us to really live. And at least a few of us have forgotten what it means to really live. And we thank you for this message that we've just heard that calls us not just to live, but to dance. And not just to dance, but to fly. Oh, help us to believe in you so much that we will stretch ourselves and believe again in all that you have to offer. Show us the way. Show us the way. We praise you and we thank you. Living, dancing, flying God. Amen. One of the things I love about Scripture is that Scripture is so real. Uh, and especially today's Scripture, it, it's not sanitized at all. In fact, this Scripture today is downright messy. I mean, just take a look at all the messy stuff happening here. We have got people fishing. So, then, you know, there's going to be bait involved. We've probably got night crawlers, maybe even some salmon eggs or something going on here. Stinky, nasty stuff. We have these slimy nets. It says in Scripture they're trying to clean the nets. We've got that kind of mess going on. We've got the fishers who have been fishing all night, working hard, and they've not caught anything. We know what that means. They've been sweating. And it's not just that physical sweat, it's that stress sweat. So you know it really stinks. So that's messy. All this messy stuff is, is going on here. And yet, when I look at this scripture, it occurs to me that the real messy stuff is not just the slimy bait and the fish and the stinky people who've been working so hard. It's the way it messes with the people in the scripture and the way it messes with us. Think about it. Jesus gives a challenge in this scripture that messes with the comfortable lives of the people involved in this scripture. They're fishers. In fact, their father Zebedee was a fisher. Fishing is all they knew. And yet Jesus, who knows nothing about fishing as far as we know, comes in and tells them how to fish. He's messing with them. But even more, he's messing with their lives, the direction of their lives. Scripture has a way of doing that. And it messes with us sometimes. It calls us to be more than we ever thought we could be. If our dreams have died, it messes with those dead dreams and calls those dreams back to life. In the scripture, it says that Jesus, in fact, took their boat and went out and preached a sermon. Now, what's amazing here is that there's nothing said about the sermon itself. So it made me think, maybe Jesus preached a few bad sermons. <laughs> so they didn't want to like, put it in the scripture. But he does say some things beyond the sermon that messed with the lives of those fishers and also messes with us and gives us a challenge. Messes with our comfort zones. I love the story behind this scripture. And I'd like you to listen for a couple of things that Jesus says. The two things that messed with them the most. Jesus said, go out into the deep water and the second thing Jesus said was, don't be afraid. When you really think about the meaning of that, 
Who really wants to go into deep water? <laughs> Most of us have been there. We don't like to be there for very long. Listen to this wonderful story of Jesus offering this challenge to go deeper. In today's gospel, Jesus shows up at what seems like a real bad time. Simon Peter, James, and John have had a rough night. They have worked hard and come up empty. They are so frustrated. They don't want to even think about their situation. All they want to do is wash their nets and be done with it. Better luck next time. But here's Jesus. Bad timing. They're in a bad mood. Yet Jesus wants to borrow their boat to use as a teaching platform. So they've got to put up with that. Then this Jesus, who is an amateur fisher at best, decides to reward their generosity by giving them unsolicited advice. Jesus says to Simon Peter, row the boat out into the deep water and let your nets down to catch some fish. Simon Peter looks at Jesus like he's crazy. And Simon Peter says, Rabbi, we have worked hard all night long and have not caught anything. Then with skepticism and probably a bit of attitude, Simon Peter says, yet if you tell me to, I will let the nets down. So Simon Peter heads out for deeper water, complaining under his breath. He doesn't want to do it. Everyone knows that it's the wrong time of day to catch fish. What would people say? Look at Simon Peter. He's lost it, and he claims to be a professional. Yet soon Simon Peter has no time to complain, and soon the skeptics are left speechless. Something amazing happens. Simon Peter starts catching fish. He catches fish when all experience and all conventional wisdom says there are no fish. Simon Peter and his partners can barely keep up with what's happening. The nets are almost tearing apart. The boat is swamped by the catch. It is starting to sink from the overload. They call for help. Another boat comes. They fill it until it begins to sink. It is a moment of amazing power and blessing. They've dreamed of a catch like this. In fact, this catch exceeds their dreams and their imaginations. Yet then, something even more powerful happens. Simon Peter realizes that it is not just about fish. He realizes he is a part of something greater. Doesn't it just drive you crazy when people push your buttons? When people challenge you in places you don't want to be challenged? When people mess with you? That's exactly what Jesus is doing in this scripture. I mean, I can see where Simon Peter's coming from. Who are you to tell me what to do? <laughs> My daddy taught me how to fish. And now you're telling me to do it differently. You're telling me to go deeper. And yet, I think Simon Peter knew that there was something about Jesus that was deeper than what, was, than what Jesus was just saying on the surface. I think when he looked into Jesus' eyes, he saw someone who believed in him even more than his own dad did. He saw someone who believed in him more than his co-workers did. He saw something in Jesus that said, I'm going to trust what I'm hearing from this person. 
And even though I'll go there kicking and screaming, I'm going to go a little deeper because there's something true there. Most of us, if we look at the points in our lives where we've really grown, can point to someone who pushed us, someone who messed with us a little bit, someone who either through their words or example challenged us to go deeper. I remember that I was pushed by my friend Daniel. After I left the Nazarene church, I was struggling with my return to ministry. I'd been wounded in my previous ministry, and so in my mind, I needed to be perfectly healed before I could minister somewhere. And I received a call to pastor the church in Richmond. And I said to Daniel, Daniel, I don't think I'm healed enough. And Daniel said, Dwayne, you've been hanging around here for two years. You're healed. Now get down there. (laughs) Do what you're called to do. Go deeper. Go deeper. It's scary to go deeper. It's, It's scary to go to places where we're afraid to go. It's scary to stretch ourselves. But the promise of this scripture is that if we go deeper, then what we thought was impossible will happen. And I love the vision that unfolds in this scripture. I love the way how they are discouraged. They've been fishing, they've been trying, they've been working, and nothing's happened. And then they simply go deeper. They simply trust that call. And when they respond, the boats are so full, they begin to sink. I love that scene, how the one boat begins to overflow. So they have to call to the other boat, say, come and help us. And soon all the boats are full. The fish can't be contained. I translate that very quickly into this. The vision can't be contained. And we know the fish in this scripture are really a metaphor for people. So when I look at this scripture, what I see is is not a boat, but a church. I see this church. I see this church being called by Jesus to create lives that matter so that we will create a church that matters. And a church that matters will create a community that matters. I see people coming to this place because this is a church that believes in a God that believes in people more than people even believe in themselves. What kind of God is that? That's our God. Our God who calls us to go deeper, to become more, to fearlessly answer the bold call to inclusion and diversity and justice and life and hope and transformation. All the stuff you see in our mission statement. I love that picture of the nets unable to contain the fish. Now that's kind of scary because in the scripture it says the nets were breaking. And I guess the vision I jumped to was watching the walls here come down. And we've been through the flood, we've done enough construction projects, and another construction project is kind of scary. But maybe that's exactly what God has for us at some point as we move together. Walls coming down to contain the lives, to enrich the lives that God's calling. I love how they're calling to the other boat. Imagine this church being a spiritual force that begins to call to other boats. Imagine that all the lives being transformed can't be transformed here because we're limited with how much space we have. So other churches begin to join that vision. And soon there's churches throughout Houston offering this call to spiritual transformation and spiritual life. That's what's happening in this scripture. Why not here? 
this scripture is messing with us because it's calling us to go deeper and to be more and to believe more truly and fully than we ever have before. It calls to us individually. Oh man, I looked at this scripture and it did a number on me telling me where I had to go deeper, where I had to stretch. Jesus, of course, is not finished with that statement. With Jesus, there's always more. And I love the second thing Jesus says that also messes with us. Jesus says, don't be afraid. Here's some more of the story. Don't be afraid. Jesus says something that will forever change Simon Peter's life. Jesus tells him to forget the fish. Jesus calls Simon Peter away from what he has always known. And now, at this moment, when all Simon Peter's hard work has finally paid off, when he can finally get ahead, Jesus says, don't be afraid. From now on, you will bring in people instead of fish. It is a holy moment. Simon Peter is experiencing God like never before. It is a moment of holy humility, a moment when Simon Peter is vulnerable and open, aware of his own frailty and fears. It is one of those moments you just want to savor and hold on to and never forget. But Jesus takes it to another level. It is not meant to just be a great emotional experience. It is about a greater change and greater choices. When Jesus calls, everything changes. When Jesus calls, new choices emerge that cannot be ignored. If you were Simon Peter, what would you do? Just think about it. You suddenly have everything for which you've worked. Then Jesus tells you to leave it behind and do something else. Come on, Jesus, this is crazy. Come on, Jesus, be reasonable. Jesus, you want me to do what? Turn my back on the money, the comfort, the status? Jesus calls, and it is a moment of choice that will determine the rest of Simon Peter's life. It is a moment when this simple worker is so moved by Jesus that he simply obeys. It is amazing what Simon Peter and his co-workers do. They pull their boats to the shore, and these simple fishers leave behind their new wealth and their old security. The gospel describes it very directly. They left everything and went with Jesus. Well, here Jesus goes again, throwing us for a loop, challenging us to live beyond ourselves, messing with our lives. They gave up their wealth. They gave up their successful image. Question, can we even begin to fathom making that kind of leap in our lives? If you were offered a choice between the greatest security you've ever known or catching people, what would you choose? But Jesus, I'm too old. And Jesus says, don't be afraid. But 
Jesus, I, I got this BA to do something else. <laughs> I was planning on getting my, my master's degree. What am I going to do with all this education now that you're calling me this way? And Jesus says, don't be afraid. But Jesus, I'm too weird to pastor a church. <laughs> and Jesus says, don't be afraid. But Jesus, you don't know how many times I've tried and I've made my resolutions for the new year and I've said this time I'm going to do it and now it's the first week in February and I've already messed up. Why are you asking me to do this again? And Jesus says, don't be Jesus, you know how many times I've messed up a relationship. It's like I get involved with this person and, and it's like a year is really good. But it's like at the one year, one week mark, things really get messed up. And I'm just, I'm, I'm giving up on all relationships. <laughs> and Jesus says, don't be amazing. Jesus gives us these simple but difficult challenges to go deeper and to not be afraid. And yet that is our call. Lives that matter don't happen by osmosis. Lives that don't matter, they, they, they don't happen by just thinking it's a good idea. Lives that matter happen by intention, by looking deeper and moving past those fears. And that's what Jesus is calling us today, today, messing with us. Now, if this is your first time here today, that's the core of the message. I would invite every one of us here today to look at the places in our lives where we're called to go deeper, and then trust Jesus to lead us there, and to look at our lives in the places where we're afraid, and ask Jesus to help us pass those fears.